0: So, I recorded a whole hour of this, um, the app erased a whole hour of what I recorded, so I feel some type of way right now. Um, Anyway, I was basically talking about, uh, systemic racism and, uh, systemic racism and education in education so in and in education um i was stating how in the public school system we have nothing like we we don't have anything um teachers are spending yo the crazy thing is teachers are spending hundreds and almost thousands of dollars on school supplies and fixing their classrooms, they're getting donations, all of this stuff. And at the end of the school year, you literally get like a hundred dollar refund back from all the stuff that you spent. A hundred dollars when you could have spent nine hundred dollars through the whole school year and you get a hundred dollars back. But, um, I was mainly talking about how. they i mean in my last segment i went through like you know my whole background and everything I i'm so annoyed with how i recorded with with the recording of this i'm not even gonna go through it i'm just gonna go do like a brief history i i went to public i mean i went to private school from you know kindergarten to eighth grade i went to charter school for, for high school i went to uh college grad school i'm in grad school again so I have an educational background, whatever, but um, I work for uh, the Philadelphia School District. I work for a school district and um, I decided to be a teacher. I decided to work in the grades that I work because I wanted to be at the foundation of education. I wanted to be a student's beginning teacher. I wanted to be at at the starting point. But um I was saying how they don't they set everything up for our kids, meaning kids of color, black kids, Latino kids, you know, they set everything else up for them to fail. They are preparing for our kids to fail. How? They are building juvenile detention centers. They are building prisons in our neighborhoods. Whenever y'all see little constructions in the neighborhoods, they're not building no apartments for us. They're not building no houses for us. They building places to put your sons and sometimes your daughters in these in these systems that mess them up for life. Juvenile detention centers aren't there to help these kids get better. They're there to prepare them for prison. So I want to break this down into three different things of how messed up the education system got us in a, uh, you know, in a, in a, in the terms of a people and how we're trapped in this societal, you know, thing, the societal system. So the first thing you have is people who don't take their education seriously, and you have teachers who don't really care, period. You have teachers that don't care. So you have foundation teachers. Foundation, um, you know, grades are kindergarten, pre-K to second grade, that's foundation. Those are the grades where you learn how to read and write and do math and you know, they're the basics, they're the fundamentals. So by the time you get to fifth grade, you should be able to identify your letters. You should be able to identify uh, your numbers. You should be able to read at a certain level by the time you're in fifth grade. Period. You have teachers who don't care and they have a classroom of kids where the majority of the kids are average and they can get by and they can do well. And then you have Maybe three, four, five kids, mind you, classrooms are big. you got right now, you got between twenty five and thirty five kids in the classroom, so you got the the five kids in the room who are the bright kids they're they're above level they they're reading on a different level than the other kids in the room, and then you have that bunch who who is like they just can't get it together. but the unfortunate thing is with our our districts, with our schools with our public schools we don't have resources we don't have ways to really help our kids like like there's schools who have like great special ed teachers but it's one special ed teacher for the whole school or it's two special ed teachers for the whole school they should be, I, I feel personally there should be at least they should have counselors. They should have the resource rooms and the and the classes for the special ed teachers. There should be at least six special ed teachers. So that means two for every grade, or for two for two of the groups. So you got K two K through two, and then you got three through five, and then you got six through eight. There should be levels. in and, and, and in some schools there are like they are like this, but that comes far and wide in this in this point in time. Because of budget cuts and all that other crap. But, um, yeah, so you have that part. And you have teachers letting kids slide on by. And then by the time they get to fifth grade, they don't know anything. They literally don't know anything. And it's sad. Cause they go out into the world and they don't know anything and they get frustrated and what happens when they get frustrated they want to take it out on things and what happens when they want to take it out on things they go on the street and they go loot and they go killing other people because they don't know what to do they don't have any outlet they're not used to things so it's like you you got like it's it's so much to it so Basically, you got people out here testing your kids, seeing how well they can read and write, and then determining right there, oh, well, little Anthony can't read in third grade, so, oh, this will be a good place to put him. Let's build a juvenile detention center in <laughs> Frankfurt. Oh, little Juan don't know how to write and can't identify his letters. Okay, well, he can go in there with little Anthony since they both, you know, they both don't know how to read and write. We can put them in the same bunk. They can bunk together. Oh, I can't wait till these prisons are built. Like literally that's what they're doing with these kids. They're looking at their test scores and seeing that they they you know, they ain't going to get by. They're not going to make it. Then you have the other part of the three part. Like I was saying three parts to it. You have the other part where you have schools that don't supply, like they don't supply for they don't they're not prepped for us for our students. Like I'm going, and and I'm not even saying that like you know how people talk about oh the suburbs their schools are better. No, I've literally been in those schools. I worked in a in a public school when I first started working in um, the school system. I worked at a school. Uh, elementary school k k-8 and every day i would go to my classes at night right so i'm leaving this public school where we don't really have that much stuff and we got books from 1984 and it's 2016. kids don't know nothing about september 11th they don't know what happened they don't know what it means this is, listen, this was 2016 and it, kids wasn't even getting that part of the education. I go 20 minutes from where I worked, had to go to the school out in Havertown or whatever, and you walked in this building, you thought you was in the high school. They had aquariums, aquariums in the classroom, like little ecosystems and little art sections and technology sections and they had a a great technology lab with up-to-date equipment and cameras and and smart boards and they had they had everything that a classroom basically should have and I can guarantee you this them teachers didn't have to spend a dime I I can guarantee they didn't have to spend a dime to have any of those things in their room not saying that the suburbs ain't getting, they got their little issues too. But for us, it's worse. For us, it's definitely worse. But, um, yeah, so you, you got that part where these kids don't have new books every year. They got to share, book. like, yo, share books. Like, yo, you got to share books? Like, why is this kid sharing a book? It's 35 kids in this room. So that means it should be 35 books in the room. Oh, well, you know, we couldn't afford. We we didn't have enough in the budget for this. Okay, well, if you know you ain't have enough in the budget for that, then stop bringing kids in this school. Send them to another neighborhood school closer or close by. And it, that way y'all can have those resources. And that way y'all don't have to split, you know, the cost or whatever it is. Like, you're telling me I have a classroom of 35 kids, but I only got... 25 books so now I got 10 kids they got to share they can't take their books home how are they supposed to do their homework oh well you got to make copies okay so you give me the two the two uh packets of paper that I'm supposed to make last from September to January and then the other two packets of paper I'm supposed to make last from January to June and then I'm on my own if I use all my paper but I'm supposed to make copies okay like it is a messed up system, and then the last part I want to talk about our parents, and this is and this is where like my second half of this is gonna sound really jacked up, like they don't go with each other, but I was basically starting to talk about the parents and how they depend on their kids to be the breadwinners. Like they like, there's no life being spoken into our kids. There's kids out here who have great potential, and they they're being overlooked because all everybody is worried about is statistics and and numbers being done in school. Like not the fact that this kid is talented and and or this kid is super smart on uh, on things that don't have nothing to do with a test, but you got parents out here who. They're, they're depending on kids to be the, the breadwinners. Like, you ask a kid what they want to be when they grow up. And they'll say, oh, I want to play football. Okay. So, oh, well, if you can't play football, what else do you want to do? Oh, I'm going to play basketball. Okay. Now, you don't want to tell a small kid a little kid oh well there's a great chance you may not be able to play football or basketball or there's a one in a whatever you know chance that you'll be able to do that you you don't want to tell a kid that and I'm and I'm I'm not for knocking no kid down in in their goals and their you know I'm not for that at all. Like if a kid say they want to be a doctor I'm asking what kind of doctor you want to be a dentist psychologist OBGYN pediatrician like what kind of doctor well i ain't gonna say OBGYN because ain't no little kid gonna (laughs) know what that is but you know like what kind of doctor you want to be a doctor for kids you want to help people with their 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 health like their mental health like you know i'm all for like goals and stuff like that but i'm also for realism like realism like for teaching kids that the world is bigger than the norm of being a basketball or a football player or whatever but these parents have their kids out here thinking that they're going to be the breadwinner oh i'ma play basketball so i can make all this money and blah 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 blah. i'ma play football and half of them never even played peewee football haven't the only basketball they played was in on the playground in the hood with their other friends like they they don't have any guidance. They don't have any coaching. And my thing is this, and I had to tell kids this too. How you want to be a, a football player or a basketball player, and you can't even listen to your teacher in the classroom. You have to be coached to do those things. But yet, I'll say something like, well, you know, you should do, if you want to work in the sports. You know, you in the sports, you know, do sports medicine. Be an agent. Agents make more money than the athletes do. Yeah, but I want to play football real bad because my brother played football in high school. Okay, well, what, what do your brother do now? Oh, well, he got locked up. Not saying that's all the kids. It's not. Not at all. Not all. But I'm just saying, like, this, this is an example of, like, when you try to give your kids more, more than what they're used to, but like these like these parents out here like they, they're literally teaching their kids that you gotta make money this way like like oh well you know if you play football you can buy mommy that house or you can buy daddy that car oh mommy always wanted a a, a louis vuitton bag like Like, you put that in your kid's head, and they think that's what life is about. They come from them. So, you got parents out here, and they're telling their kids, Oh, when you grow up, I'm I, when you grow up. I want you to play football, so you can so you can buy mommy her new house, so you can get mommy her car. And and they go through middle. And wait, wait, this the other part. So you telling your kid, you telling your kid, you want them to, to be a football player. Okay, you put them in in a little pee wee football, or whatever. That's cool. And and then and that's that's cool. If you if you have the opportunity to do those things and and you pull if you push through with it that's cool but a lot of these kids go to these schools where they don't have athletic uh, I'm sorry athlete athletic (laughs) athletic programs such as football tennis basketball I had those things as a kid in my school I played tennis I played golf I did cheerleading Tennis was the sport I played for a very long time. I went to camp. I went to, you know, after school programs. We had a basketball team. We had one of the best middle school basketball teams. They don't have that no more. They don't have those things no more. So you're telling your kids you want them to be a basketball player and all they know how to do is play street ball. You're not putting them in no programs. AAU, Little League basketball, all that stuff. You're not doing that with them. But you're expecting them to grow up and be this basketball player like LeBron James and Curry and all that other stuff. Do you know where they come from, their backgrounds? Like, And then you have these kids in their head. like th- That's what they got to be. They don't have no backup plan. And I never want to knock a kid's dream. I never want to knock a kid's dream. But I want them to think beyond what... Beyond the average, beyond the bare minimum. Yo, you know what would be a great job? Being a, being in sports medicine, you you could be in the sports medicine part. You you want to be a doctor? Yo, go study sports medicine. You can help the athletes on the field. You know what would be great? You could be you yo. You could be a a. a, a A lawyer. Like, you can do sport. You could be a lawyer, yo. You could be an agent. Agents make more money than the players. And then the messed up part about it is when they can't get to that point, they have nothing. They have nothing. They have no backup plan because they're their life was set on being in sports and when it happens, they get in trouble. They get locked up. They, it, like it's all set up like that. And 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 like I said, you got people looking at test scores and determining if this child, if this child is going to go to prison or not in third grade, You're making that assumption that a child is going to prison in third grade. They don't do that in the burbs. They don't do that in the burbs. Little Adam. Little Adam can go to school and not do well on his PSSAs. And guess what will happen with little Adam? His mommy and daddy going to pay for him to get um, a tutor his mommy and daddy is gonna pay for him to have after school programs and go to uh, study halls and all that like he's gonna he's gonna be set he he's gonna be cool and what he gonna do hes gonna get to eighth grade he's gonna go to a grade high school and he going to play football and he going to get a scholarship to a great college and he going to play football and nine times out of 10, he'll end up in the NFL before Anthony in the hood do. And that's so messed up because it's like, we should be speaking life into our kids. Like I, I tell my students like, yo, the world is so much bigger than what you see here. The world is so much bigger than your neighborhood. My little cousin has gone to Mexico, Jamaica, and she's not even 12 yet. There are kids that don't even know what the buildings downtown in Philly are. They don't know what is beyond their neighborhood, but the corner store and the Chinese store. And it's like, yo, what are you doing with your kids? And then the first thing people were like oh well i'm working okay you working but yet you in the welfare office all the time that's a contradiction so how you working but you're still in the welfare office all the time like and i understand that's a generational thing when you have people who they're content with being on welfare they're content with doing the bare minimum instead of trying it like we could do so much with ourselves as a people with black people with ourselves we could do so much that's why I love seeing people starting their own businesses and whatnot and you know and, and trying to build generational wealth now I love that stuff now because that's what is needed. But I also need the school districts out here to see that. I need y'all to start teaching kids finances and economics and entrepreneurship and business in schools. And I'm talking about it starting in like elementary school. Them little math, That little math crap y'all be trying to teach kids, that don't help in the real world. I knew that since I was a kid that, that math don't help. No, I need you to teach me finances. Teach me how to balance my checkbook, sir. Teach me how to get my credit score up. Teach me so I don't depend on welfare later on in life. But yet, you want me to teach the same stuff every year. And what happens? These kids get behind every year. And you have third graders who can't even identify letters. Or can't sound letters out. And what do y'all do? Y'all brush them under the rug like, oh, huh. Well yeah, he he ain't gonna grow up to be nothing. Like I see potential in every child. And and I say this because as students I know who people just they just label them and push them to the side. Oh they bad, yo. That kid's so bad, yo, he don't never he do know nothing. He don't never do yo, have you taken the time and talk to this child? Have you taken the time to, to find out what interest this child has? Oh, this child knows how to draw. Okay, so let's, let's implement that into their lesson. Instead of you taking their paper and ripping it up while you teach it, maybe that's the way he's getting his information. Maybe that's the way she's getting her information. Don't rip up her paper. Everything that you just talked about, did she draw it out? Good, that means she understood what you were talking about. Potential. It's more than these test grades, that y- these test scores that y'all handing out every school year. Like, it, yo, it's ridiculous. Like, I could go on and freaking on about this stuff, but it's, like, yo, it's ridiculous. Like, the education system is messed up. And my thing is this, and I'm, I'm gonna leave it at this. Parents, if you're a parent, if you plan on being a parent, I, I advise you to start to learn yourself, start to teach yourself. Like even if you grew up in a situation where you didn't have that educational background or anything like that, start teaching yourself. We have so much in this world that we can use to teach ourselves. We have YouTube, we have Google, we have so much resources and so much technology now where you can literally teach yourself stuff that you you didn't know as a kid that nobody taught you like there's a lot of people here who didn't know anything about juneteenth i mean i've known about juneteenth for a long time because I, i've had teachers who you were you know and then there was some stuff that i researched myself and somebody tried to blame the teachers for that. No, it's not the teachers. When you have a district telling you, oh yeah, teach about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Black history is more than the civil rights movement. Black history is more than slavery. But that, that's the mentality you want our kids to have is that we're not, we're not good enough to be anything but slaves and fighting for our freedom instead of the fact that we used to be free people. So my thing is this, as a parent Teach yourself everything that you would want your child to know outside of school. School is good for like the fundamentals, reading, writing, math. Beyond that, you need to teach your kids economics, finances, agriculture. Those are the things you teach your kids. That's not my responsibility as a teacher. So you educate yourself and you teach your kids and you show your kids it's a world bigger than their neighborhood. Stop allowing them to just go to the corner store and go to the playground. No, take them downtown, take them to the aquarium. Take them, like, why are you depending on your, your, your school to take the kids on trips? when well, we don't even have the the budget to take kids on trips. So no, like, like take your time teach yourself and, and and the crazy thing is like yo once you teach yourself once you open your eyes to things you didn't know and you learn yo you learn you know better you gonna drop the things that you've done and you've been doing and you gonna do better like you gonna look at like your job that you breaking your neck for and be like yo have this I'm starting a business yo F this, I'm taking my income tax and I'm, I'm buying, you know, I'm putting the down payment on a property or I'm putting a down payment on a trip or something that is, is you know, it's worth it. It's, it's worth it. Stop taking your income tax and buying hair and sneakers. Those things don't help your kids. They don't help your kids. Invest in the LLC. I got my income tax last year and I bought my LLC. Because when I decide to have kids, I want something for them to have in the future. I'm not a sneakerhead. I'm not buying Jordans. Half the time, i get a weed, and I'll have my weed for two years. Because that's not important to me. I mean, it's for some people, it's important. But my thing is this. Once you know better, you do better. And then you can teach your child better. And that way, when they come to school... They're not acting up in the classroom because they're prepared to sit down and realize, "Yo, the world is bigger than me playing around in the classroom." Let me get my act together. I'm doing this for mommy and daddy, grandmom and grandpa, auntie, or uncle. I'm doing this for me, like I'm trying to be better than what, with you know, with the family was trying to be. I'm just leaving it at that. Like, yo, I don't know if anybody's still listening. If you listen this far, but this is my take on education and racism. Yo, if y'all wanna talk about more on this, like definitely follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, well, if you follow me on Facebook, cool. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, leave a comment, leave a DM. Listen, I'm, I'm all for this conversation. Like I really am all for this conversation. So I, I'll get back at y'all next time. Next time it'll be a lighter conversation, a lighter little situation, whatever. Next episode will be about conspiracy theories. I will get deep in that too, but it's <laughs> at least it's a little bit lighter. Um, yeah, so get at your girl next time. Episodes every Tuesday and Friday. I'll see y'all on.